Hello and welcome in. Uh, before we get uh, Tyler and uh, Toronto Raptor deadline preview, I wanted to quickly say that I wrote for Hoop Social my thoughts on the Chicago Bulls trade deadline, kind of a trade deadline preview for them. So if you're looking for more of my thoughts on the Bulls trade deadline, I've kind of done a few segments on this feed for that already. But if you're looking uh, for kind of a Legit preview, you can go to Hoop Social and find my work there. And yeah, let's get to Tyler and do our Toronto Raptor trade deadline preview. Okay, welcome into the Bounce Batch podcast. I'm your host, Wiley McDonald. Uh, we're kind of doing a midday recording. We're trying to get this out as quickly as possible, and hopefully we avoid any potential trades. Nothing seriously really happened yet. Uh, I have Tyler on to help talk about the Toronto Raptors. Tyler, welcome to the show. Thank you, sir. Thanks for having me. Excited to discuss this uh, very disappointing season. Yeah, the, the Raptors are currently 23 and 29. They are the 12 seed. They are a game out of the play-in. The Patriots currently hold the 10 seed at 24 and 28. Uh, what do you, what were kind of your expectation for the seed then? And where do you think it kind of went wrong? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I had very high expectations going into the year. Like I was very bullish. I was like telling everyone to pound the over, which was I think 44 and a half before the year started I thought we'd be closer to 50 than 44 just through internal improvements um I thought Porter Jr. would really help um obviously I have now nicknamed him the money stealer because he did absolutely nothing for us except take salary and hang out with his Canadian wife so that's cool um and yeah I just thought we were going to be really good. And I think I underestimated a couple of things. Uh, one, the league is incredibly deep and incredibly talented right now. And just hoping for internal improvement as like a bubble playoff team just isn't enough um, with the amount of new talent coming in every year, replacing medium to low talent on rosters like the talent churn is just huge so between just a slow start um pascal's injury which we actually played kind of okay through but it was an easy stretch of the schedule where if you looked at it before you would have wanted to go like 10 and 5 instead of 7 and 8 <laughs> um if you had pascal that really hurt and I've been banging this drum for a couple months. There's just something functionally wrong with this group of players. Um, I don't know, obviously, what it is. Everyone plays it pretty tight to the vest, but this group doesn't work. And whether that's like a personal issue with a couple of the players or just this whole no rim protector, all wings thing just functionally doesn't work. That's, you know, a long discussion to have, but I've been banging the drum of like, you need to stir it up. You need to make some changes for 
I don't know, two, two, three months. It was pretty evident, like very quickly into the season to me. Yeah, the I want to add high on the Wapdor to add a lot of people wore, but I did expect them to be a lot better than they currently are. And the so it seemed like you do think something need to be done at the trade deadline. You don't think they should just maybe add another top 10 pick and want it back with the same group. You think that something. Yeah, no chance. (laughs) Um, I I think we're just past that point. Even, even like, cause you look at it as an outsider and all you hear is, Oh, like look at all these great players for trade. And as a fan, you get your hackles up a bit of like, well, screw you. They're our good players. Why do we want to need to trade them? But it's just functionally not working. <laughs> like you can watch these games and you hear the pull like noise in the preseason. And even last year, you kept hearing, oh, like the Raptors are so innovative on defense and blah, blah, blah. The defense is awful. Like that's the number one problem is the only time we get stops is when we get steals. Like everything else, it's a layup line and a corner three line pretty much every single game because there's no one at the rim to deter anything. Um, and Scotty's still young. He's a bad defensive player. I don't think he will be. Like I think he will grow into a very good defensive player, but he's not there. Um, and Fred has fallen off a cliff on defense. Like he's found his shot. He's putting up big numbers lately, uh, since about Christmas. Like he's had a couple like 40 point games, high thirties, but he cannot defend anyone. (laughs) Um, so he's, he's been kind of my main trade target the last couple months was, was hoping to move off of him and, on to like anything else which sucks i love fred he's awesome he won a title fan favorite but yeah he's determined to get paid and i don't want to pay him <laughs> yeah that we can kind of go through east quail that that might be traded the i did heal I stat, I think it would from the Duncan guide had it that it kind of illuminates what you were saying. I think Bam Fleet and Stoddy Bond are like in the top five for most time. They just got like totally blown by on defense. I don't know exactly how they calculate that stat, but uh, um, Joda, do you think that they should be kind of going in for draft picks and kind of building around Scotty? Do you think they should maybe? try to trade equal talent or try to get battle fit back, trying to like maybe keep Siakam who's playing at an all NBA level two and then try to want it back next year with hopefully guide that fit battle. Or what do you, do you have kind of, yeah. So I've, I've just kind of got a little uh, note on, I think we, most people will agree that the four like targets are OG, Fred, Gary, uh, sorry. OG Ananobi, Fred Van Vliet, Pascal Siakam, and Gary Trent Jr. Um, I think there's too much noise to these OG rumors at this point. 
I was totally off moving OG. I, I didn't want to do it. I still don't want to, but I think it's going to happen. I think he's got potentially the most value of anyone, which is weird to say, um, just with Pascal having two All-NBA teams and until recently playing as another one this year. Um, but the teams that have things to trade don't need a ball dominant player they need a guy who can come in guard four positions play hit a three self-create maybe a little bit and og fits that profile so uh, i do think he is the most likely to be moved i think at this point it would go for me og most likely fred next likely then another tier with Gary. There's been a lot of rumblings lately that Gary's pretty happy in Toronto as a situation, um, that his agent has looked around the market to see if like his value was on that like Tyler Hero, Jordan Poole level, and it's not <laughs> um, monetarily. I actually think they're pretty similar player players. Um, those guys can self-create better. Gary's a better defender. Um, but like, if we can bring Gary back in the like 20 to 23 range, awesome. And that seems to be kind of where his market's at. So I'm fine. I'd rather keep him and then lose him for nothing than trade him for like two second round picks and salary. Like I, there's no point. Um, and then I, I just don't think Pascal's getting moved. I think it's a complete non-starter. Uh, mostly because the deals just aren't there. Um, the one team that's rumored to be linked to him a lot is Dallas. And you could give me Dallas's entire war chest of picks and their entire roster except for Luca, and I'd say no. Like, that team is so devoid of actual talent um, for the most part, other than, like, you know, they've got some okay pieces, but it just, it doesn't add up with the draft capital that they have. Yeah, I think the, I think the Raptors are the most interesting team at the deadline. Uh, I think they're more interesting than my board because the Raptors actually have, would have incentive to improve their draft pick where the boards don't really have that incentive. Uh, there might be in kind of a similar situation with the board with the Woden where the in terms of Siakam, where the kind of the bar dominant guy that aren't great off bar shooters, it kind of a weird fit with a contender that probably had two, maybe three stars. And the, and honestly, a lot of the played for all star level player, they're kind of easier to make work in the offseason. That's because the, you have more watchful flexibility, you can have like 18 guys on your watch after the trade, and then you have like a month or two before the training camp to figure out what to do with everyone. The, so it seems like the, you think OG is going to be the most likely person to get traded. The, what kind of return are you looking for? Do you have a team or two that you think it's kind of on the yeah. top of this? Any fake trades? Yeah, I've I've got three basically. <laughs> I've got well, I've got seven fake trades for you, but three are OG trades. Um, 
and I've run these by non-Raptor fans, so I'm not like <laughs> going in trying to be a homer here. Um, shout out uh, Ringer DGen's gambling group, who I ran these by. Um, so my first one is New Orleans. Uh, I think OG is a fantastic fit there, assuming their roster is healthy. Um, I know everyone loves Herb Jones. OG is better than Herb Jones at everything. <laughs> um, he's basically Herb Jones that can shoot better and has like the same wingspan, I think is a little bit shorter, but just like having him in those minutes around Zion, BI, I think would just be tremendous. I think it would allow them to play smaller with JV off the floor a little bit more having, cause OG can guard up as long as you're not asking him to guard Jokic or Embiid. Um, he can guard up perfectly fine. So the trade I have with new Orleans is OG to new Orleans for Trey Murphy, Dyson Daniels, Jackson Hayes, two first round picks, lightly protected top five, um, probably not Laker picks, <laughs> just like New Orleans straight up uh, with light, like not lottery protected, but like top five protections or something. And so that one I think is interesting because New Orleans has a bunch of players that are okay. And I think they need to move off some of those guys to get better players <laughs> and to get like, a bona fide like again OG's not a star he's like but he's like Mikel Bridges level he's really good he's on a good contract and he would help them a lot they've been sliding which actually kind of hurts the trade because I think they're less likely to kind of move in if they're in like ninth or tenth versus where they were earlier in the year uh, what are your thoughts on that well it does maybe hurt the trade in a way that they might be less interested in going more in on the core, but also now their draft pick had more value too. So in a way yeah. they could keep the Lakers part of the trade to themselves and then give you their pick the, in that trade. Um, I like it. Uh, I think if I were the Pelicans, I would – have to really like OG to give up Trey Murphy. I'm a big Trey Murphy fan. So and, am I. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they do have a lot of young guys out interesting. They have plenty of picks. I'm sure that there are different ways that to work it out. They really wanted to keep Trey Murphy. Um, yeah, they would be nasty with OG and Murphy is a great shooter who would fit in pretty nicely with Scotty who. The, I feel like you probably want to surround him with shooters. Um, the one I'm curious, do you have a Memphis trade for OG? That they're kind of my they're kind of my OG team, honestly. I don't solely because I that's a it's I've I've heard a little bit. I don't see pieces that make it work if they're and they're obviously keeping Jaw, Bane, JJJ. And I just, like, am not that interested in anyone else. Like, Zaire Williams is okay. Or is it, no, is it Zaire? Yeah. Yeah. Like, Zaire Williams, fine. Like, he played well last year. Um, 
and they're in the same very similar situation to New Orleans uh, in terms of they have a bunch of okay players at the back end of their roster but I just like New Orleans guys more um, and I think like the draft capital similar except the Memphis picks are going to be bad forever <laughs> basically um, like I don't see them kind of falling out and I also don't think Memphis is a team that's going to do anything I think they like their guys I think they're very committed to building their talent in-house their small market I mean so is New Orleans but New Orleans has historically already made a bunch of trades and uh, I just don't think Memphis has unless like I guess if they're gonna throw like four first round picks or something plus salary then sure um there's definitely an offer of uh that includes three first rounders that's out there that's been floated by a few different Raptor beat writers that haven't named the team but it's uh rumored to be Dallas or the Knicks um so I think to trump that like if memphis came like way over the top fine but i'd i'd be very surprised to see any of these guys dealt just for draft capital so i think they are wanting to acquire players that will function within the team i have the i'll be curious on what would your take be on cam johnson from the shans would it would like cam johnson and they have all their picks so whatever, like two or three first-round draft picks, probably closer to two, maybe a swap, later swap in there or something. That you kind yeah, of – not that into Cam Johnson? No, I mean, I like Cam Johnson, but I think you're basically just getting back a way worse OG. Like, he's a better shooter, far worse defender. He's coming off an ACL tear. Like, he's just come back, I think, right? Or, like, a major injury. He played for like two weeks, two or three yeah. weeks at this point, yeah. And he's, uh, I mean, he's an older guy already for a, like for being in the league yeah. only three years. Uh, I do have a Phoenix trade, but it does not involve Cam Johnson. Um, my Phoenix trade is just OG Ananobi, Chris Boucher for DeAndre Ayton. Oh, that's a, that's an interesting one. That's a yeah, the one the one that I would kind of think about is kind of has to be more of an offseason deal, I think. But I would kind of wonder if there would like some kind of eight and four Siakam thing they could do. Obviously, there will be a lot more picks going with eight into Toronto, but uh, that one is kind of interesting. I think eight and would be a, I think he's a good risk to take. I think he kind of being underutilized in Phoenix. Um, the that's what I'm interested in. I think the problem from the Sean's point of view would be if they're trying to win the championship this year, then who they're starting Sean are going to be. But uh, they could maybe figure out, maybe they can get in on Yaka Porter or maybe one of the other Sean at the deadline. Uh, well, especially if they don't have to move picks in this deal, right? If yeah, they, yeah. And all I see, and I know Chris Paul's getting older, <laughs> um, but every time they just plug some scrub into center there, he like Bismack Biombo last year, and he plays played well this year too. If you can set a screen and block a shot, 
you're going to do fine in that system. Like they don't need much out of that position. As you said, I think Aiton is underutilized. He's also very unhappy <laughs> and the team hates him. It's like, I think the, the team hates him. He hates the team. The fans seem to hate him. Like I get, I've been seeing a lot of like Hassan Whiteside comps where it's like he gets his numbers, but they're very empty. Um, I don't know. He destroyed us the other night. <laughs> I thought he looked pretty good. <laughs> um, but yeah, I do think that would have to be the structure of the trade. Uh, I don't, and I think OG fits in better there than Pascal. Like with, I guess, assuming like Chris Paul is kind of vaguely back. He's been playing pretty well the last two weeks or so. And if you have Pascal again to utilize him at his fullest, he's kind of like a secondary creator as well as being big, obviously. Um, I don't, yeah, I, as, I think you're right in terms of like, if, if Pascal is going to get moved, it'll be in the off season. And I think this would give us a chance to bring Aiton in. I don't think it hurts Phoenix's playoff push much. I think it would help their locker room getting Aiton out and they can just like in the West, who are you scared of at big? If you don't run into Jokic, like, Sabonis I guess but like OG just harassed Sabonis like a week ago and he had nine turnovers against us um I think you'd be fine if you're just like if you're running out Chris Paul Booker Bridges Cam Johnson OG as your like small ball five like that's scary man that's a good lineup and and the Raptors get back what we need and maybe it doesn't work and we still don't have shooting or whatever, but I want to just see us play some normal basketball and that would help. And to be honest, Chris Boucher is a good bench piece. I didn't, I had to move him to put the salary in. It was the only salary that kind of, you can get there with like Otto Porter Jr. and another player, but it gets a little bit dicey. Um, but Chris Boucher is a good bench piece. He's a heat check big. He can come in and win you a game sometimes. And other times he plays six minutes and is minus eight and terrible. But he's won us a couple games this year and last year too. Like he had 28 and 14 against Embiid in one of those playoff games playing center. <laughs> like he's, he's a weird player, but he's really good sometimes and he could help for sure. Yeah, the Boucher would actually one the guy that I would hoping the board could maybe get the last offseason then that didn't really work out. He stayed with Toronto. Uh, just kind of for the sake of time, we move on to Fred Van Fleet. We have time at the end. Maybe we can go back to OG. The, yeah, yeah. The, what kind of return are you looking for uh, for Fred Van Fleet? Seems like you're pretty unhappy with him. So I think we definitely want him gone, it seems like it's more it's not about wanting him gone versus i don't want to pay him okay he's he's gonna come up he's gonna want like bare minimum 120 for four and probably more <laughs> i just have no interest in paying him and that's the problem i'd like to have him on the team but i'd rather get something for him than nothing uh if we trade him i'm not expecting much 
in return. Um, there's been a couple like Clippers offers kind of floated out where it's like first plus nothing basically. And I'd rather die than trade another Raptor to the Clippers. <laughs> I hate the Clippers and they just want to be poor man's Toronto. So I would rather not give them more of our players. Um, but I do one thing I have two Fred trades. One is Fred Van Fleet to the magic uh, who have been linked to him uh, for Markel Fultz and pick your mid-level kind of salary. I had Cole Anthony in there, but I think that's too much on the Orlando side. I think they like Cole Anthony. I can be like Bull Bull, uh, Bomba, like any of those kind of like five to $10 million guys they have. Um, I kind of like Fultz. He doesn't fit with us at all, unfortunately, but he is learning to shoot. He's shooting 35% from three this year on quite low volume, but I think he's at least over the yips and he's an interesting player. I like him quite a bit and it's just betting on talent. Basically you're getting a second draft kind of guy in Fultz, hoping you can continue to develop him. And just like straight up, that one was no picks, just two young players for Fred. And then this one I actually really like, and I'm hoping if Fred gets moved, it's uh, Fred and Thad Young for D'Angelo Russell and Nas Reed. Okay. I'm very high on Nas Reed. The Raptor chat makes fun of me constantly and like brings up every time he has like six points and four rebounds in a game. Oh, there's Tyler's guy going <laughs> off again tonight. Uh, but I like him. I think he's as good as gone. They're not going to re-sign him when you've got go bear and towns there you're not gonna sink more money into the center position and i think he's a cheap big that can do a lot of different things at a pretty high level he's young fits in uh and i just like him delo's strictly salary he expires reflip him i don't really think he fits in as a player but he can shoot he can create so there's things he can do that would be like helpful for half a season if we were still attempting to field an okay team. Uh, but yeah, that'd basically be trying to acquire Nas Reed, see if he fits in the system and maybe D'Lo like D'Lo makes so much money. I didn't know that he makes like 31 million, uh, but it's on the last year of the deal. So. Yeah. Uh, I would, I'm kind of with you on the Nodge weed. I think he would be a really good gamble for the Raptors, the, especially because he's a channel that can shoot. And I think if the, you're going to keep Scotty and uh, Siakam together going into next year, I think uh, channel that can step out to the three-point line would be pretty ideal. The Van Fleet, I think, would be great for the Timberwolves. Uh, an upgrade over Russell, kind of a guy that can – maybe hopefully get a little bit, get a step back on defense, maybe a little bit more. But uh, I do think that the Timberwolves have been playing pretty well recently. I'm kind of, the, I don't think the Raptors would be very interested, but I'm kind of thinking maybe this offseason there might be a Towns trade coming. They've been playing pretty well without him recently. 
and maybe they can yeah. pound to figure out something around Gobert and Ant. The, the, do you have any other trades around like uh, Gary Trent Jr. or anyone else? Yeah, so there? like I, I looked, I did a bunch of looking for Gary and it's just like, I just don't see it. Like I can't, I tried and everything is just like, wow, this is so one-sided for the other team. But there's nothing, because he's expiring, because he's kind of on, he's he's really good. Like, he's scored, like, 16 or more points. I think it was, like, 20 games in a row or something right now. Um, bit of a heat check guy. I think if you were to get an offer from, like, like, I think that's, I was wondering if that's a guy Memphis just is like, whatever, we'll trade you two first round picks for Gary Trent and he's going to be our sixth man. And he comes off the bench and they have a bench score. Um, I don't think they will do that. <laughs> like, I don't think anyone's giving up two firsts for a guy that's expiring. Um, the only one that kind of I've seen, it would be like Fred Gary for Russell Westbrook and the two Laker picks. And I don't think that's happening. Like, I don't, I think the Lakers are saving those for like Bradley Beal, someone who comes along later, who's like a star. Um, I would not do that trade for one Laker pick. And I know Masai probably wouldn't either. Um, and like having Russell Westbrook on my team might actually cause me to stop watching basketball so I really hope that doesn't happen. But yeah, I just don't think he's got... His value doesn't equal the player he is simply because of the contract situation and kind of the skill set he has, which everyone wants, but they want it. <laughs> they don't. They might not want to pay him if he's looking for like that long-term money, whereas I think the Raptors would be happy to pay him 23 to 25 a year. Yeah, I like Twent. Uh, he's a good shooter. Uh, there, was a, there was kind of a time, I think, almost last year, he like totally killed the boards. I feel like every time we played you guys, you would have like seven three-pointers or something. But uh, yeah, I think the a contender could definitely use his shooting. He had kind of a weird shower kind of spot for like a contender to come in and get him, I think. The, yeah, but he had kind of a – I think the interesting that you say that he'd happy with Toronto because Nick North had those quotes that, like, he'd have to play battle or he's not going to play. It seemed like there was a while where if there was someone that would most likely be traded, it was probably going to be him. Um, the Yeah, him and Scotty are pretty close. Um, and they have like really good like two man chemistry, um, probably more so than like anyone other than like Fred and Pascal <laughs> on the team. So I think that helps. Get, Nick does that a lot. Like I could go on a whole separate Nick tangent, um, but like that's kind of part of his coaching strategy. Like he does go at pretty much everyone in the media other than Fred, who's his golden boy, and he refuses to touch. But to be frank, Gary started playing real good <laughs> after that. So it worked. I mean, like little dumb things, but like Gary's dog's name is Six 
after the six in Toronto. Gary's got a Raptors tattoo. Gary's dad was a Raptor. Um, they've got a good relationship. Uh, I, I do see him staying. I know we're running short, but I want to run one more fake. Yeah. Uh, this is another OG trade, but it's one of my favorites, I think. So uh, OG Ananobi for Emmanuel Quickly, Obi Toppin, Isaiah Hartenstein, and two unprotected Knicks first-round picks. Yeah, yeah, that would be a good deal, I feel like. The Knicks saw uh, OG and Dwight would definitely fit into the Tibbs. The, I, I would be a little worried about OG because the Tibbs in Chicago took like five years off. Lua Dane Khalil probably playing him like 45 minutes a night. Hey, but... that's Nick Nurse, baby. Nick Nurse is worse than Tibbs. <laughs> OG's playing that's 40 true. minutes a night. That's true. He'd already be up there. The, um, yeah, I think I've always been a bit Hawken, Hawkenstein guy. I think he'd been a little underutilized in New oh, York. Yeah. Mitchell Robinson have been playing really well to be fair. The um Obi Toppin, I think it's a great shot and draft guy to take a wish. I know he was a four year college guy, so he's kind of older still, but quickly it, I think could definitely be like a shift man to gun or maybe even a starter if you get in the right situation. I would think that I think that would be a good deal for both sides, honestly. Yeah, that's that's I, I like the New Orleans trade the best. Um but that one I actually do like. I think it's I think if the Knicks are committed, they they want to win with this group. Like they're a good team. They're solid. But I mean, if you've got like quickly OG Randall Barrett and then center X, I guess like Mitchell Robinson, whoever, like it's a good team. Again, like it's depends on health and matchups whatever else but like if that team took somebody to seven in the first round I wouldn't be surprised like that's a tough out yeah it would be yeah I feel like they will kind of with the Mitchell thing it seems like they're trying to save their assets for so that they can make another trade for another all-star if Brunson and Randall are gonna play like all-stars though then you could use two force on OG and then still have plenty of assets and then you kind of maybe already have your all-star for say in Brunson or in Randall or maybe Borg and then you you will have all the other picks and maybe go after the next guy that's available maybe I mean we said Channel X I mean I think if one guy that people might bet on might be Joel Embiid might be the next guy that <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I mean I that's I I'm actually pretty high on Philly this year and which I hate because I hate them <laughs> I hate them with a passion but I think it's really weird until very recently there's been like no Philly discussion until that um Denver game yeah. and like you know even like Zach Lowe like these guys who are like pretty sharp and I was like looking, I'm like, Philly's won like the most games <laughs> since their crappy start. Like yeah. they are good. And, but yeah, I think you're right. I mean, if they lose in round two again, all bets are off. Like that's for sure. But um, yeah, the Knicks would still, if they give out two picks, they're still like pick neutral and would have Barrett um, and Grimes as like younger guys to go get someone but like I think OG fits in well there I mean OG is gonna fit OG would play on any team he's gonna start on any team in the league 
So it's just a matter of kind of who's going to pony up picks plus a couple guys that at least have rotation to starter kind of aspirations and potential to be more like younger guys, obviously. Yeah, definitely. All right, Tyler. Well, thank you for coming on. I feel like you had really good insights on the Raptors, the I relate with the auto portal stealing money from your franchise. <laughs> the, uh, the, he, on the one year with the boards, we pretty much needed him to start a small forward, and he does would play like one game every three weeks. So that, yeah, <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> uh, so the, I feel you on that, and uh, thanks again, Tyler. Yeah, no problem. Nice talking to you. Talk to you later.